everybody. I'm Marianne Katsidis, and this is the Heart-Led Changemaker podcast. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone where it felt so juicy and inspired that it left you feeling energized and ready to take on the world? There have been countless times I wished I could have recorded conversations like that because it felt criminal that no one else got to hear or experience that feeling. Those conversations ignite something inside of you because you visualize a new way to connect with others and sometimes even a new world. This show will provide you with ways to stay focused on the future, some food for thought, new ideas and concepts, a way to create abundance ethically, a showcase of those already doing the work and succeeding, and a sense of connection. Being a change maker can be very lonely, so this will serve as a community for heart-led warriors. Sit back and let this high-vibe, heartfelt conversation light you up. Today's guest is interior designer Harika Yenagula, who believes that your home should be an integration of mindfulness, resonance and nature. Harika's mission is to help you create a home that aligns with your heart and your soul. Whether you're a renter or homeowner, home styling can be a stressful experience for many, and she strives to ensure that the process of decorating your space is enjoyable and stress-free. Harika, welcome. Thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Marianne. It's an honor to be on the show today, and I look forward to speaking more about what I love to do and how I'd love to be a change maker. Excellent. So I have so many questions for you today. I managed to come across your Instagram profile because I'd been following a number of human design experts and the algorithm sent you my way. But for those who haven't heard of human design, I will share a link and you can listen to some of the other podcasts where I talk to guests specializing in this. But in summary, human design is a system that gives you a detailed blueprint of how your energy is designed, how you're unique, what your gifts and life and purpose are supposed to be. But Harika, what was clear and apparent to me about what it was about you in particular was that you're the only person that I know that's using human design in interior design. And I was blown away. So how did you decide to bring those elements together? So uh, I first started out on my spiritual journey because I understood that I had some set of core belief systems that had to be, you know, let go of. And in that process, I came across this uh, tool that's like magic uh, called human design. And it really uh, made me understand why I was behaving the way I was behaving, why I was responding to the situations that triggered me in a way that I was. And also, like, I understood some of the patterns that I was continuing based on my traumas or my family traumas. And it was the same time when we were all going through COVID and it was horrible like for all of us because we couldn't go see anyone, talk to anyone. And at that point in time, I the only thing I had control of was how I reflected in my space, how I used my space to promote my well-being and Also making it safe for me to feel uh, not good 
if you you know you, you don't feel good all the time but when you don't feel good you need that safe space to hold you and i think that was the time that i told myself like you know what if i can integrate this knowledge into something that can truly hold space for people to heal because we have a saying in uh, our culture narayan that says a home is a place where you should always be happy to go back to you know and a lot of us i think have forgotten that over the years because a home has become more of an investment and a status symbol rather than something for our personal and spiritual growth so i told myself you know what you know i'm not sure how many people are doing it i don't know if there's anyone doing it in the world but i'm going to do it and i'm going to uh, see because i i did it in my uh, personally i changed my home to reflect my energetic blueprint my human design blueprint and the amount of opportunities that i got and the ability to hold a vision where i don't i don't have any other person in my industry who can say you know what you're doing this wrong come on we do it this way you might be 10 steps ahead so i have to make my own mistakes and i have to learn from them to be able to be here today so i think my home really helped me hold that vision and whenever uh, i feel i felt like oh my god you know i don't have the appreciation that other designers have because i'm doing something different my home still held that space for me i was still uh, confident to put up posts to write blogs to connect with people you know to send out just a thank you notes to some of the followers on instagram my home just gave me the ability to just stick go with the flow go do it do it doesn't matter whether you're failing whether you're not meeting the expectation or not because i'm with you you're fine you're safe here nobody's going to take this away from you so i think that was the impact that i wanted uh, other people as to have in their lives as well so that's why i came up with the idea called living with love and also the name living with love is one of my personal uh, mottos that i live with right now because throughout my life i've uh, come across people who were energy vampires people who overstepped my boundaries because i didn't have any any of that i realized that i thought that was love i i i thought you know okay i love people to be whatever react let them react the way they want to i'm going to control my reactions i'm going to go down i'm not going to you know put a boundary so all that i thought was love but living with love actually started when i started to heal myself when i started to get into human design when i started to integrate that into my space i actually saw how much more powerful love is than having to you know suffer with all the traumas and limiting beliefs absolutely i mean that, how powerful is that and i agree fundamentally with you your home should be a place that feels like joy and it should yes. feel safe and it should be a place where you can retreat i also agree where you said people are looking more at the superficial side of things and the status side of things they do want a space that that looks a certain 
way because then, you know, it's a perception that you're creating, but people aren't really thinking about what their energy feels like in those environments the same way that they're not paying attention to how their energy feels when they're interacting with others or when they're in their workplace and so forth. So across the board, it makes sense that there's a gap there. Now, you've been quoted as saying your space is an ultimate reflection of who you are and what you seek and where you want to be in life. So how often do people forget this when they're designing their home? I think it's not about the forgetfulness. Mostly it's it's about people, they don't even know that there is something like this, you know, because when you know something and then you choose not to do it or you don't have the ability to do it, that's different. But then there are people who are, you know, who I think are living good lifestyles, who are doing all that they can do for their health, for their children, for their partners, for their parents so and they're still not happy within themselves they still feel drained out they still feel what they do is not good enough they still feel that they're not being seen and that all stems from a lack of awareness and when someone this is all out there Marianne like when we both talk about human design we are not talking about something that's locked up in a Pandora's box you know where where you have no idea how to you know get to that there are people doing this there are people there are so many people who are talking about it online it's just are you aware like are you really looking at yourself and are you aware of what you feel why why do I feel it why do I feel like I'm not good enough is it because somebody else is telling me or is it because of my what happened to me when I was a kid you know and that's that's one of the things and the other thing is you know if you look at the because of the interest rate rises that we've all been going through with our properties and everything a lot of people are reconsidering having you know styling their spaces or you know having any renovations and all of that so it could also stem from budgeting and unable to have that cost in their life at the moment and but you, you know what even if you don't hire somebody to do it there is still information out there 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 is still help that you can get so i do provide for people who are unable to actually get a home stylist into their home i do provide a consultation service which is free where i will help them get to a certain point because by understanding what is it that they seek in their space i might not be able to go to their home and style it or bless it but i will still be able to have a conversation with them and it's also paying having that courage to take that step you know yes yeah. absolutely and and it is it's just about being curious isn't it it's about being curious yes. about their own needs it's about being curious about who might be able to help them do something a little bit differently and again you know i mean i, I think the work that you're doing is pretty exceptional because of how unique it is but when when i think about it and and it was pretty instant for me i i mean it was a no brainer why wouldn't you think about your human design in your home? Like, of course. And so you, you view everyone's space as a reflection of your, your inner state and cultivating that peace and that positive environment. But that can also have a ripple effect on finances, health, and your spiritual well-being too. So when people are feeling blocked, do you feel like it's because their environments aren't reflective of their truth and of who they really are? 
Yes, that is uh, 100% true. Because uh, when you talk about a home, yes, it's uh, it, it might be something, a, a design that you're building with one of the best uh, companies or a design that you're building with the commercial large-scale builders. It still has the same elements, the bricks, the cement and, and all of that. But what makes it unique is what you bring into the house. What intentions do you set? As you know, from when my house, for example, I have intentions set from the boundary, from the start to the end, to the back end. So uh, I have spaces in my house where I have small intentional trays around my house, around in my house, in all the rooms, where it has some curious objects that I've collected. And I've set an intention uh, on those objects. And I said, this is what I'm going to welcome in this space. And I put it on my intention tray. So that's what I call it. And also with uh, the service that I provide, Marianne, it's called the sacred alignment. Because that's what I want the people to understand that when you are styling your space with me, you are sacredly aligning with your higher self as well. In the service that I provide, I look at four aspects. I look at your personal aspect. I look at your professional aspect. I look at your social aspect. And I look at your energetic aspect. So in your personal aspect, we talk more about what are your goals? What are your dreams? that you want to achieve in your life. In your professional aspect, we talk more about how do you want to be seen in in what you do? Do you want to be recognized? Do you want to be like, you know, the best in the field? And with the social aspect is how do you want people to feel when they come to your house? Because that causes a ripple effect in their families. So when people leave your house, they're going to go back to their house and be like, oh my God, I love what she's done with her space. Let me do that to my house. So you never know how that's going to you know, help other people. And the last one is the energetic aspect where we actually talk about your, what are your limiting beliefs? What are the three beliefs that you hold about yourself that you're unable to let go of? Because from that part, we can look into your human design chart and understand why is it that you feel that way. And when you identify that conditioning that you have, you can change that, you can decondition that and you can become a better person and you can stop guilting yourself, having that fear, you know, because these are useless energy suckers that we live with, guilt, fear, jealousy. They don't bring you anything, you know, you don't get anything from them so i completely agree with you on this one it is very important to look at these inner aspects of yourself and as well as your space and create an intentional environment yeah and i think when people are moving into new homes or are redecorating they're not thinking about that they're just thinking oh that looks pretty that'll look good together let's just throw it in but they're not really thinking about energetically what that means and what that that is going to feel like when they look at it and you know, uh, a few years ago, quite a few years ago, I was reading the Marie Kondo book and, you know, all of those things about you've got to pick up every element in your house and, you know, ask yourself, does this bring you joy? And mm. I went through the whole house and honestly, there was barely anything left in my home. <laughs> I'm very minimalistic for the most part, but this took it to a whole other level. Like there was, I went through my wardrobe, the wardrobe in and of itself.
itself was a mind-blowing thing. But then thinking about the things that you hold on to, sentimental things, things that people have given you because you feel bad to let it go, but it doesn't bring you any joy, but you think, I'll just keep it in the cupboard. Those kinds of things, those elements really energetically pull your vibration down, whether you consciously understand that or not. It absolutely does. So, you know, having your house in order and having a design that is reflective of where you want to be and also the vibration that you want to set out, I think that that's important. And also understanding that it does have an impact. I know that you work with Feng Shui as well. Those elements, even the way that your furniture is positioned says a lot about the energy in your home, doesn't it? Yes. So when when we talk about Feng Shui, I call Feng Shui a human design for your home. That's what I refer to when I say Feng Shui. Because Feng Shui has something like a human symbol, which is similar to a human design chart. It's called the Bagua. It's divided into nine sections, just like the nine centers that we have in human design. So, and each section has its own energy, has its own element, and has a unique number that's associated with it. So, and when we talk about arranging your spaces to invite energy, it is very important because, Marian, you cannot be feeling a certain energy if you don't set it. It has to be set. And for the energy to be set, it has to be in a certain way. You know, you have to have all the procedure, all the processes, all the steps, you know, like how you arrange furniture, what crystals do you put, whether you put a candle, whether you put something else, whether it's your it's a photo of yourself and your family. It's it's all important. People think that, you know, oh, you know, it doesn't make a difference, you know, if I if I buy a couch from IKEA or Facebook or you know, of course it doesn't make a difference, but we're not talking about the objects, we're talking about the energy that gets created because you have put the object in place whether yes. it's a hundred dollar couch or whether it's a ten thousand dollar couch if you are not setting the intention you are going to be unhappy you are still going to attract what is not right for you and feel non-aligned absolutely and so there are a number of different human design types and along with that a number of different profiles within those human design types So how do you navigate what someone might need? So when I first work with any client, I sit down with them and some of them are open to give me their details to pull up a human design chart. Some of them already know what their human design and profile is. So whatever is available to me, I sit down with it. And I know like we have uh, six profiles, but different combinations for each each of them and then we have five types and you know all the self themes and you know uh, and all strategies and all that so i look at where what their conscious and unconscious planets are to see what is their conditioning you know because i need to understand why is this person wanting to do this right because i have to make sure that i'm doing the right thing for them and some people might not be able to put it into words and and i cannot expect someone who has been through a whole ton of shit to come to me and say you know what this is this is this is this. and then you make my job easy no i have to make their lives you know so i sit down and it usually takes me around a week and a half to actually get all my points because i do have 
some questions for my client during that process, which makes it easier for me to also, you know, understand what their style is. And when I do, I sit down, I pull out some cards, I use my tarot, I use guidance from my higher self to sit down and see is do I have more questions to ask? Is this how is the client feeling? You know, I sit and I meditate because when I do that, it's that uh, answers that I get in that silence. Like, like I mean, I I'm, I don't think I'm able to explain that properly, but you know, it's it's like the knowing. You know, you just know whether you're doing the right thing, whether you're there or not there yet, whether I have to really go back and do it again, and whether I'm satisfied or not. And once I get there, I visit the client's house and we sit together and we talk about the four aspects that I talked about, the personal, professional, social and spiritual. Yes, so we talk about all of that. And then I do the mood boards for my client and uh, we pick out the furniture. If the client wants me to source some furniture, I'm happy to do it with the discounts that I get and if not they're happy to just take the mood boards and do it all themselves in their own free time I'm happy about it too and at the end of it I cleanse and bless their house which is very important to me because I am setting an intention for the client on behalf of the client to achieve whatever they want to achieve and I think that's where I feel ultimate satisfaction because you know what, I'm able to help this soul actually not suffer anymore. You know, and it's okay. It's okay to feel all the feelings that you're feeling, but you don't have to suffer. And nobody has said that to me. So, and for me, I, because I've come overcome it all by myself, it, it was very hard. And I don't want them, I don't want to see another person, you know, going through that. I absolutely love that. I had no idea that you use tarot cards and that you meditate yes. as part of that process. I mean, that's, oh, I absolutely <laughs> love that. Of course, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, it, just when I think you're already so awesome, you've just taken it up to a whole other level. Like my, I'm like, wow. Like I know for my audience who are very spiritually inclined, they're very awake, they're very aware, they're very switched on. This is the kind of operating model that every everyone, every business owner should should have as part of their kit, you know. And I mean, how how wonderful is that, that you you look at all of these different aspects and then you, you are creating those environments for these people so that they are feeling into the energy of what they're wanting to create. I just, I mean, that my cheeks hurt from smiling, talking to you, because I just love every aspect of that. From beginning to end, that process sounds wonderful. And, and it, it is, like I said, it is nowhere. I don't know any single other person who is doing that. And that is why you're a change maker, right? I just think it's just brilliant. So I know that you've got, now I'm going to be totally selfish. I know that you have my, <laughs> my human design profile. So using that as an example, what would be some of the recommendations? So you know that I'm a projector and you know that my profile is a 2-4. So what would you recommend for that kind of a profile? I'm a 2-4-2, but I'm I'm a manifesting generator. So uh, you made that a bit easy for me because there, there are quite some things that are very similar. But I think as a projector, you have a gift of identifying things that people don't see within themselves. 
And uh, you also have the ability to communicate that by using profound wisdom that comes to you naturally. And uh, being a two by four, you're both a hermit and an opportunist, which is, I think, the extreme ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you want to be alone. But when you're called out, you're like the center. You know, you just want to speak. You just want to have a good time. You want to make everybody feel seen and heard and loved. Yes. So when I sat down with your profile and when I saw what I, I also went through your Instagram page to see what are your interests and, you know, how, how is your whole lifestyle, social lifestyle. I feel like you have a very profound sense of boundaries with people. Like there, there are only a few people who can actually be in your inner circle, which is, which I can say can reflect in uh, styling your living space to be a more personalized space where you can have one-on-one conversations, you know, where you have um, like small tables, you know, uh, where you can, you can put your teacups, you know, you're talking, you're facing each other instead of facing the wall or the TV, you'd face each other. And when it comes to work, you have to set time to do activities so it has to be very planned for you if you say that you know I'm going to meet with this person it has to be I'm going to make it for 30 minutes or one hour you know you have to make sure that you have those time limits in space in place because that helps you be more productive in what you do and also having flexible options like uh, in terms of how your seating or the storage in your space. Yes, there is an aspect to uh, minimalistic nature with projectors, but also having space, an easy storage space, so that not too much is visible to the outside because you really like to protect your vibe, your energy. So not showing too much, but at the same time showing just as what's needed. So I think a lot of flexible storage options and uh, seating options and having setting time periods for what work do you do, planning your days and, you know, cozy and restful spaces because being a hermit requires you to take a lot of time off to listen to your body and to listen to what it's saying. Because Marianne, even for me, uh, even though I'm a manifesting generator and I have a lot of energy to do one thing from the next and I just go like a bunny, but I need my days. In a month, I take at least a week off from just posting online to actually see, am I able to generate something that's helpful? If not, I'm just going to pause. I'm going to take in all the inspiration from nature, from the things I do and from the people I meet around me. And then I'm going to generate content that's going to even more transform the people who read it. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, You've pretty much summed up what I'm like. (laughs) I have had a challenging history, to say the very least. So boundaries is a big deal for me. And uh, I've learned uh, over time how to put those in place. And they are very firm now. And, you know, I couldn't refine them any more than they have been. It's it's solid. But it wasn't always like that. So 
it's interesting that you pick that up about me because some of it is around protection. You know, obviously I don't just allow anyone in my space anymore, but also it is a balance because I want to have those intimate conversations and those personal one-on-ones. So the seating thing is really interesting. And in particular, I love that you, you just tapped into it so beautifully. Your intuition is so amazing because something that has been bothering me in my lounge room, I've got, I'm in a double story townhouse. It's beautifully designed. I love everything that's in there. There's the, and every piece has a story, and I love that. But the lounge room bothers me. The the lounge itself bothers me. There's an armchair in there. It's very good. But I'm obsessed with interior design shows, and in particular, over the weekend, I was watching Hack My Home, which is all about storage and about how to make the most of your space. And it is not a coincidence that you've tapped into that energy because though I was thinking, how can I better design my lounge room space to make it feel more intimate and also make it feel like a better space for me to relax because the lounge, even though it's this beautiful tan lounge and it's vintage, it is so uncomfortable to sit on for long periods of time. And sometimes I just want to watch Netflix or I want to watch, you know, some inspirational things on YouTube or wherever I'm watching it, but I can't, it hurts my hips to, to stay seating for that long there. And so I've been thinking about, okay, well, if I'm going to replace the lounge and I'm going to do a bit of styling, maybe even though the lounge room looks great the way that it is, it's not really giving me the best. So how can I hack it? And the fact that you're talking about, you know, storage solutions. I've been thinking about putting in um, a built-in, you know, like wall to make yes. more space, you know, and, and and moving things about. I, I have I have very much been thinking about that. So maybe after the podcast, we can talk more about that. But you've you've nailed it, and you didn't know anything other than me saying to you that I was a projector and a two four. Yes. You didn't know any of those other things, and you've tapped right in. So if, I mean, that's a miracle. You definitely have a gift, and that and that's not even a conversation that I've had with anyone but my close friends know that I'm always changing my lounge room I'm I'm changing the decor I'm moving things around I'm adding things in because I've wanted to create an environment that feels warm that feels lived in I don't want it to feel like a showroom it started because I'm a minimalist it sort of felt a bit like that at the beginning but slowly but and surely I've added plants in I've you know really I've softened the edges if you will but the space the way that the space is is a bit complex so um I will I'll definitely get your your insight into that but it is the storage thing just blows me away because that's new no one even knows that that is unbelievable Yes, I do have um, this kind of when um, people do react like this sometimes when I when I just say because it get it catches them off guard sometimes you know like how does she know this but <laughs> you know that's okay because um, just just my higher self who's done this uh, you know multiple lifetimes from what I've learned from my akashic readings and all that is. You know, when when my high self knows, it knows. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just of course. Totally. Yeah. I mean, now I'm like, maybe I need to talk to you about my office and my, my <laughs> bedroom because they're things that I think about because I, I work from home. I'm in the space all the time. 
And so I've designed, I've redesigned, I've moved things around, but there, there is definitely opportunity there. So I'll, I'll definitely pick your brain. And, and I mean, what a wonderful experience for me to have and to have that confirmed. So that, that is brilliant. I think you are incredible. I, I know I keep saying that to you. I've, I've said that to you even before we started the podcast. Uh, I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed. I just, you are a change maker, a visionary, a hundred percent. And, and I love that you're a two four as well because that just makes me feel like I understand you even more than I did before. Yeah. What do you love about being a change maker? The first thing that comes to me is uh, I wanted to always be someone who did something beyond my personal satisfaction. Even as a kid, I used to want to do things that were, you know, I used to give advice to my dad sometimes on how he can progress with his business you know like I just had the intuition I think not the knowledge you can say or the expertise but the intuition that you know maybe you could do this maybe you could do that or maybe because I'm a manifesting generator you know the idea side of things they just come to me but I feel the most important reason why I wanted to be a change maker was because I could be of service in my culture we have a a beautiful book called the Bhagavad Gita and in Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna says don't worry about the output just do your role just do your action just do your work the output will follow and when you do things that are beyond the materialistic nature of you know need greed want and all that the feeling that you get is more profound you don't get that through Uh, becoming a CEO who earns $6 million a year. You don't get that profoundness. You have to be doing something that is of service, that will help people, that will transform them. Even if it is one person that is being transformed with what you do, that feeling will last a lifetime. That person will not forget you. You will not forget the experience and the gratitude that that creates has a ripple effect in the universe. And it's not just you who gets the positive effect of that gratitude. It's people around you. It's the objects around you. It's the spaces that you go to. You know, everything just gets pulled in to that gratitude. And I think that's very important when you're you're a change maker, to have gratitude, to be focused, to hold a vision, and to be of service. And also, you know... be filled with love all the time. That has given me the goosebumps. Uh, um, I mean, what else can I, what can I say? I mean, I'm absolutely a hundred percent. And, and again, I mean, this is why I adore you. You just, you know, you're just a beautiful human and just brilliant. Well, I mean, what else? I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words and I'm never lost for words. That <laughs> That is beautiful. And, and you're right, you know, not thinking about the output, thinking about the road that you're on, thinking about the, yes. the where you are right now in this moment, being mindful of the actions, the conversations, your energy, your thoughts, and don't worry about what's happening next. Just keep going. It doesn't matter. And and that's one of the things that I love about painting. I, I get to learn that all the time because I don't I never know what's going to happen. I like to think sometimes that I think I know what's going to happen, but <laughs> nope. 
And just when I think it's, you know, it's going to be something, it turns into something else. So, you know, it's a, it's a good conscious practice, but meditating helps with that side of things too. But I agree, it's not about the rewards that you get. They happen anyway. That's not where your mind needs to be. Your mind needs to be as a change maker is but leading from the heart space and also being of service. And, and you are, gorgeous girl, you absolutely are. So how can my audience, who I'm sure would be as excited as I am about this, how can they connect with you? Uh, on my page, they can go to my page, which is uh, living with love. Uh, I think living dot with love. Uh, and it should come up. And I do have it listed in my bio saying you can you can just send me a message if you'd like to speak to me, because not everyone wants to book in an appointment. I just want to make that easier for people to send me a message. Hey, I think it's, you know, I think this would really help me with my space. Would you like to have a chat? And then I can, you know, just follow up with the client and, you know, get everything sorted for them. Easy breezy. Yeah. Beautiful. And so you're on Instagram as well. Obviously that's how we connected, but they can connect with your website. I'll add all the links here yes. anyway, yes, so you. people can um, follow you. Harrogate, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I have loved our conversation. I've loved that you've surprised me just when I thought that I invested investigated and knew all that there was to know you surprised me many times in this conversation and uh, I've loved it thank you so much thank you Marianne thank you for this